Hey, everybody, do you do shopping online? Well, do us a favor and go to d2rpn.com and click our Amazon banner and help out the network. It's going to cost you nothing extra. We get a percentage back from everything that you buy. And uh, you know what? That would be a win, win, win. It's a win for you, win for the network, and a win for Amazon. Um, great prices, uh, everyday savings, and uh, you get what you want, and you're helping us out. So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, so go do it, d2rpn.com. Uh, there's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. The Think Tank Podcast. And now, coming to you pre-recorded, deep undercover, in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. Today, I have three things I want to cover. Okay? Okay. So we're going to try, I mean, we could probably spend one full episode on... Each thing? Uh, maybe not each thing, but like for sure one of them. But we're going to try and cram it all in. Okay. Just because I feel like we need to. So let's start with the update. Okay? All right. What, what, what kind of update are we talking about? The update... This is like a, a recent, uh, recent uh, development that's interesting um, concerning the whole Sandy Hook shooting. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so here's the there's there's a there's people that do lots of research, including Jim Fetzer. Right. All right. We've had him on the podcast, and. Uh, by the way, like recently, like real time, just uh, maybe four or five days ago, one of the videos we did with Jim Fetzer, the more recent ones, got removed off Facebook or uh, YouTube. YouTube. So there's another strike on my account. So every time one of these gets removed. I thought the la- last strike you'd get kicked off completely. Well, uh, what it is is every three months, you, ha- you can't have three strikes within three months. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like um, you got a strike. And then it, it seems like like I had two strikes going within three months, and then I think I surpassed the three month. So kind of like now I'm back Reset. to like I think now I'm back to like two strikes, or, or I'm back to one strike. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. So as long as we keep doing them in, intermittently, right. the account won't get deleted. Okay. Once I get three strikes within three months, I'm, the account's deleted. No, I just don't get to have a YouTube anymore. Then we start another one. Yeah, basically you have to. Uh, so. <clears throat> Got to get that uh, video back up somehow or on other sites. Anyways, that's not the update. That's a, an update. But
But the actual update concerning um, Sandy Hook Sandy, is uh, yeah. the headline to this is uh, oh, it's a doc- it's Doctor Ewan E O W Y N. How would you pronounce that? E O W Y N. Yeah. Yeah. O Owen maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yowen Ewan. I would say Owen. The E is silent. Owen. Okay. Well, whatever that doctor is. Uh, so it's it's that doctor we'll says call him Frank. Yeah, Doctor Frank. Uh, national databases don't show six adults were killed at Sandy Hook. That's the headline. Okay. So we are told that on December fourteenth, two thousand twelve, a lone gunman, Adam Lanza, went on a shooting spree in Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, killing twenty children and six adults. The six adults are the principal and teachers uh, at Sandy Hook Elementary School. It was uh, Rachel Davino, she's a teacher's aide at age 29, Don Hoxsprung, a principal, age 47, Anne-Marie Murphy, teacher's aide, 52, Lauren Rousseau, teacher, age 29, uh, Mary Sherlock, school psychologist, age 56, and Victoria Soto, teacher, age 27. Strangely, various databases do not show that the above six adults had actually died. Number one, Social Security death master file. To begin, neither the six adults nor the 20 children show up in Social Security's death master file. The database for the Social Security death index that's reported on genealogy websites. I addressed this in my post, No One Died in Sandy Hook Testimony from Social Security death master file. Okay. Uh, number two, FBI crime statistics. Uh there is the FBI's 2012 crime statistics for Connecticut, which show the number of homicides, murder, and non- or non-negligent manslaughter for the city of Newtown in 2012 as zero. And then he uh, posts a screenshot of the table, which is taken from the FBI website, um, and it shows that no, basically zero. Like nobody died. Right. It would list. And we've been it would, that for it would list the people that were shot that day on right. there if people had actually been shot that day. Right. Um, the article goes on. Some claim the reason for the zero homicide is because the FBI used only data reported by city and town law enforcement, but the Sandy Hook incident was handled by the Connecticut State Police, which explains why Newtown Police reported to the FBI zero homicides in 2012. Indeed, the FBI does say this about its data sources. Uh, and it quotes, The data used in creating this table were from all city and town law enforcement agencies submitting 12 months of complete offense data for 2012. But how do we know that the reason why the FBI table shows zero homicide for Newtown in 2012 is because Newtown police left the reporting to the state police? The FBI's methodology for compiling its annual reports on crimes in the USA does not support that claim. The FBI states the National UCR program published the Uniform Crime Reporting Handbook, which details procedures for classifying and scoring offenses and serves as the contributing agency's basic resource for preparing reports. The final responsibility for data submissions rests with the individual contributing law enforcement agency. And who is the individual contributing law enforcement agency? The FBI's Uniform Crime Reporting Handbook clearly states that the city, not state police, is the law enforcement agency responsible for reporting offenses, including homicides that occurred within that city. And then it actually gives the the thing from the handbook. It says, jurisdiction. The purpose of establishing appropriate jurisdiction is to depict the nature and volume of crime in a particular community, not for an agency to claim or take credit. 
The National UCR program developed the following guidelines. One, city law enforcement agencies should report offenses that occur within their city jurisdiction. Number two, county or state law enforcement agencies should report offenses that take place in the county outside the limits of the city. So that technically should have been reported by both. Right? Uh, And then it, it skips to number six. Three, four, and five aren't listed here. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> agencies must, re- I think it's only listing the ones that are pertinent, pertinent to, that. to yeah. this particular thing. Uh, agencies must report only those arrests made for offenses committed within their own jurisdictions. In other words, cities having their own police departments as a rule report their own crime data to the UCR program. In some localities, a sheriff, state police, or federal law enforcement agency will assist a local police department in the investigation of crimes committed within the city limits of the city. Even though this is the case, the city police department will report the offenses unless, again, there is a written or oral agreement specifying otherwise. The jurisdictional guidelines provided or provide for most local reporting. Whenever possible, the local law enforcement agency of the geologi- geographical area in which the crime occurred should report the data. From the above, it is clear that according to the FBI's methodology, specifically the Uniform Crime Reporting Handbook, it is the responsibility of city police departments, including Newtown's police department, to report their crime data, including the number of homicides of the FBI, which in 2012 numbered zero. Okay. Number three, Bureau of Labor Statistics on Occupational Fatalities. The U.S. Bureau of Labor collects and publishes data on the number and types of occupational fatalities, including fatalities in education and management, School principals and teachers, but the data for the Connecticut for Connecticut in 2012 do not support the claim that six staff members of Sandy Hook Elementary School had been killed. To begin, the Bureau of Labor Statistics Table A-5 shows that there were only two deaths from violence and other in- injuries by persons or animals of elementary school teachers in the entire USA in 2012. Two. Two. It should then come as no surprise that the Bureau of Labor Statistics show no fatalities of teacher or principal in all of Connecticut in 2012. So Connecticut's just zero altogether. Everything is good in Connecticut. And then it has images of these, like screenshots of these from these websites. I don't know. I find that interesting, no? Well, that's basically all shit we've talked about before. Yeah, but these are like national databases that are also confirming. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? What would be the purpose to not have them listed? Right. I understand. Like well, we're protecting the privacy that way. You know? But you you can't. It's a statistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you at a certain point, see that's they're not even saying that's why they're not right. on. No, they I just know. don't just, acknowledge that they're not on. Yeah. Well, that's a major fucking problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if this didn't nobody report this? It was, no, it was I didn't a, know about it. Did it was you know a about it? <laughs> major incident. So the state police didn't report it. The local police didn't report it. So you've literally intentionally not reported something that happened? Is that what's because then to oh, me there, we, there's a lawsuit for both the state and the city. We thought the state was going to do it. And the city thought we were going to do it. And well, we, but here's we the thing: even if you're faking this whole thing. Why wouldn't you report it? Or is that a legality because you'd be reporting you're something yeah, false? false so if you just don't report, then... You still have that. Okay, but why? Cloud. But then there's, to me, there's a, a fuck-up. Mm-hmm. It needs to be reported. So fix it. Right, because they can, they can put it in and just draft some holes in it, you know, so that it kind of looks like it's kind of there, but I it's mean, not really. The whole thing is 
hokey. Yeah. So you're not you're not selling your your sham or scam or bullshit hoax. narrative. You're not yeah you're not selling it by having this information exist. I mean, yeah. you think if they had enough power to pull off a a hoax like this, they'd have enough power to fudge the fucking websites. But see, that, we've talked about that too. They they don't think all the all these all other the little things, yeah. minute details of this giant grand scheme of things. They just have an idea of what they want to do, what narrative they want to sell, and they run with it. And they leave enough little crumbs and cookie crumbs of shit that they forget. And they just say, "Fuck it, we're not going to talk about it." God, that's so fucked up, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how can you be that bad at at shit framing like that? in? in Framing an innocent person, or at least making it look like they're getting framed, or whatever, and yeah, it's it's all fucked up, dude. All of it. So even more convinced now when it comes to these national databases that don't acknowledge that any kid died or teacher, principal, mm-hmm. nobody died. So it it solidifies even more that what Jim Fessler says: nobody died at Sandy Hook. Yeah, and I hate nobody died. I hate the fucking believers that go, "Oh yeah, everybody, how could you say that about the kids and the family?" Fuck you. Do some research. You know, I get I get pissed off when I talk it, to people it, about that. Dude, it is irritating. And they're like, oh, all those kids died. It was horrible. Bullshit. Prove it. Prove it. I, I say prove it. And not only that, look at the fucking shit that we've talked about. And and Jim Fetzer has, and I use Jim a lot, too. I was like, go to his fucking page and read it, read it, uh, two paragraphs of his fucking book. And you'll have enough information right there to say, whoa, maybe they're fucking lying to us. There's so much there's uh, more proof. There's more proof that it didn't happen than there's proof that it did happen. Yeah. They, they, have, they can't prove anything that it, that it happened. Other than the supposed parents that claim their kid was killed there, but yet you you can't even technically prove that because you can't half these people don't supply birth certificates mm-hmm. of these children even existing. Right. For one, if the kid existed, prove the birth certificate because it would have the date. It would show that the kid would have been that age mm-hmm. during that during that habit. Except right. the problem is the birth certificates show probably that they were born much. Sooner, like earlier, yeah. like they were, they've been older than what they should have been at that time. And, and yeah, they may have lost their kid, but they lost their kid in 2006, not 2012. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like, the guys that lost like arms and limbs in the Boston bombing marathon thing, they lost limbs and shit earlier in their day. The diabetes yeah. or the war, whatever the fuck reason. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that people can be so hard up that, oh no, Sandy Hook happened. Yeah, our government Sandy would Hook, never lie to us. Happened? How can people be so stupid and naive? Sheeple. It's it's kind of weird it is, and frustrating, frustrating, dude. It's, it's very like, frustrating. Like I get it. You, nobody wants to talk uh, ill about the deceased, but if I don't know, dude, it's weird. It's weird that people could be this fucking like wonky with this shit. So. That's the first thing. I just wanted to give that up because I just saw that and I thought, you know, that's one little piece we haven't really put out there. in a while. Yeah. Um, and I like to keep bringing stuff up. I like to pick that scab because I think people need to hear that, you know. Um, oh, this is that's not what I want. fuck is that? Hang on. Yeah, it's initially you're going to be like, I'm going to fucking get it. This is interesting to me. Um. Let's go to here. We go. All right. Um, I'm gonna read this article because this is interesting yeah. to me. 
You remember back when we were we were doing lots of episodes on the uh, Las Vegas massacre? Yeah. And then there was okay, so we've covered every angle of that for the most that part. That we could think of, yeah. That, but do you remember that one guy that they caught across the country? Yeah, like, they twenty six hours later possibly could be like yeah, related it was like to a him. Weird connection, yeah. and then you never heard anything else about yeah. that guy after that. But he had all those weapons and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the headline. This is this was in March. This this went down, um, but this article was just written in May. So, man with CDC ties, DOD clearance, and a large weapons cache says he was on a secret mission dealing with a virus when he was apprehended. That's the headline. Scary. Uh, here's the subheadline: A man claiming to be on a secret mission may have ties to a super-secret shadow government agency that has been running black ops for decades. Massachusetts in Telehub. A man named Franco Bradley, 59, and his wife, Adrian Dershinit Jennings, 40, uh, were apprehended by Tewksbury police on March 25th following a police search of their residence in hotel room, which yielded a large weapons and equipment cache, which included a number of long gun silencers, ammunition, smoke grenades, flashbangs, a rocket launcher, cellular phones, and even satellite phones, Virtually everything needed to conduct a full-scale black op similar to the one, or the October Las Vegas shooting, October 1st Las Vegas shooting. The massive weapons and equipment cache was discovered by officers who made entry into room number 521 using a cleaning services room key around 4 p.m. after Bradley called 911 and claimed that his room, which he admitted contained a firearm, may have been broken into after he noticed his remote camera feed, much like Stephen Paddock's, uh, cut out while he was out and about. However... What the three officers and a detective found when they forced entry into room 521 was alarming, to say the least. Upon entry, we cleared the hotel room for possible suspects, but did not locate anyone inside, but we did observe what appeared to be a large duffel bag with several long guns sticking out of it, Detective Patrick M. Connor stated in a police report, filed later that day in which Officer Connor states that he also observed a fully loaded handgun which contained six rounds. Sergeant Columbus, who was present at the hotel, phoned Bradley to ask if he would give his consent for police to search the room while Bradley was still on his way back from Route 495. According to the report, Bradley agreed to the search and continued to head that way. When Detective Patrick Connor attempted to remove the firearms from what appeared to be a duffel bag, a a closer inspection revealed the bag was not a bag at all, and rather a green flight suit. One of the three firearms had a detached stock and a silencer, while another appeared to be an AR-15-style rifle with a grenade launcher affixed to the bottom of it. Uh, A number of fully loaded magazines were found in a dresser drawer nearby, along with a third rifle that was brown in color. In the bedroom located on the right side of the hotel room, we located a gun case with a larger-capacity camouflage-colored rifle with a scope and three loaded high-capacity feeding devices that matched the rifle, Connor reported. Additionally, one of the rifles recovered was outfitted with a bump stock, much like Stephen Paddock's weaponry, which is illegal in Massachusetts. Once all the firearms were secure, the officers awaited Bradley's arrival. When Bradley finally appeared on the hotel property in his white Jeep, he exited the vehicle in the parking lot and gestured to, gestured to the officers who were already on the scene. Out of an abundance of caution, the officers placed Bradley in handcuffs in order to further evaluate the situation. Soon after, Bradley was read his Miranda rights and freely consented to speak with the officers on scene. The detainee then provided Officer Connor with a Texas identification card upon his request, along with a valid, confirmed through a local fusion center, Texas license to to carry a handgun, with the expiration date of February 8, 2022. 
However, to the detainee's regret, the Texas license to carry is not reciprocal in the state of Massachusetts, which means that Bradley was deemed unlicensed, according to the report. Uh, we confirmed with Franco that he wasn't carrying these firearms under any special circumstances, as well as he didn't have any military ID or police cards, Detective Patrick Connor stated in the report. Franco stated that he brought the guns with him from Texas because he needed them with him for his mission. Additionally, Detective Connor reported, he also stated that we could take the guns and store them at Tewksbury Police Department, but he would have to come get them if he was called for his mission. Franco went on to say that he can't tell us what he does, where he works, or why he has all the guns with him, but said that he is down in the area working for a government agency that is dealing with a virus. I asked Franco what agency he works for, but he stated that he couldn't tell us and said that if we found out what he was doing, we would have to be writing reports for a long time due to the fact that it is classified. Franco came off very odd. It appeared that he was trying to hide something and was not forthcoming at all. Although, Franco was cooperative and provided answers to all of my questions, he kept advising me that he couldn't tell us why he was here or why he possessed all of the firearms because it was classified. Franco kept telling me he worked for the Los Angeles Police Department, but later told me it was only for five years. We contacted LAPD, but they told us to call back Monday for confirmation. Sergeant Farnham and McLaughlin arrived on scene to assist. Soon after, Bradley confirmed Soon after Bradley confirmed he rented room 521 under his name uh, March 11th through March 24th and gave officers consent to search the room, which allowed Detective Connor to find three parking tickets from Cambridge Street at Anthem Street and 2nd Street. Two of the tickets were at the same exact location two days apart, and the third was from an area a short distance away on a third day, the detective reported. I found this to be odd because, according to Franco's statements prior, he had no ties to Boston or Cambridge, but he kept receiving parking tickets. Bradley's statements continued to feel the detective's suspicions that Bradley may have been out surveilling the area. Not to mention, Detective Connor observed several military-style tactical helmets along with several tactical vests that were equipped with large flashbangs or equipped with flashbangs and smoke grenades. Where large came from? There's I was no. just gonna say, I was, like, I was looking. I don't see where that you got large from. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> Equipped with flashbangs and smoke grenades, they weren't large. Uh, Military-style electronic equipment and satellite phones were also present, as well as a 40 millimeter grenade launcher. He's got a fucking army worth of artillery, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the detainee eventually broke down and told Sergeant Farnham that he was a contractor for a company he owned named Enzyme Engineering, although he would not go into detail about what the company did. Based on the fact we located a grenade launcher, there were several tactical-style vests filled with items we could not identify. We determined the situation to be dangerous, thus we stopped the search, evacuated the surrounding rooms, and called the state police bomb squad to assist. Additionally, officers could see what appeared to be a laptop inside Bradley's white Jeep that was mounted on a stand near the center console, similar to the ones police use. The laptop was open and powered on, and a hotspot was also visible. About that time, Franco's wife, Adrian Jennings, was read her Miranda rights from a pre-printed card the same as her husband was moments before. Jennings told officers upon being questioned that the two always carry guns with them just in case her husband gets deployed, but didn't elaborate. Sorry, had to burp. Mm-hmm. Um, a search of room 521 revealed Jennings was staying in the room with Franco after it became apparent some of her possessions were inside. Moments later, officers discovered that Jennings did not have a license to carry firearms. 
as Franco was being placed under arrest on various firearms-related charges. Police located and seized two flash drives from his person and a blue T-Mobile Galaxy S3 smartphone. Shortly after, Adrian was advised she was under arrest and a walkie-talkie similar to the one observed on the counter of the hotel room was located in her purse. Incident to arrest. Does that make sense? No. That statement it kind of is jumbled. The report states, uh, Adrian was eventually transported back to TPD, where she was booked by Lieutenant Casey. According to Officer Connor's report, FBI Senior Special Agent C. Brackett and Special Agent S. McGon, along with Sergeant K. Farazani of the Massachusetts State Police, the Joint Terrorism Task Force, arrived at TPD to conduct an interview of Franco where he made comments to agents that appeared to be detached from reality but may have very well been true as there was simply no way for anyone to verify some of Bradley's claims. Franco claimed to have had many prominent roles in the Obama campaign in the German government working as a plainclothes drug officer in the uh, Directorate of Territorial Surveillance and even said that he single-handedly saved a one-star general who was kidnapped a few years ago. Hmm. Pretty weird, right? It's uh, it's very strange. Uh, during the investigation process that day, officers contacted Texas PD, where Franco and Adrian live, to ask if there were any reports on the Texas couple. As it turns out, Franco called the police on March 19th and advised them that Adrian went missing and told police that she had mental issues, which she took medication for, but Adrian told a rather different story. What the fuck? I'm telling you, this gets so weird, dude. According to Detective Connor, after an investigation, it was determined that Adrian left the residence because she saw Franco's shotgun lying on the table, and she stated that her friend got killed by a shotgun and that she wasn't going to let him kill her. That sounds real, you know, reliable. Well, if you take that based on the other things, it's being really. That just doesn't jive. If she was scared, why would she be like having the fucking walkie-talkie in her purse? Why would she be there? Yeah, no, well, something right there. Okay, on screen you, for listeners at home, it sucks yeah. for you, but uh, you can see the picture yeah, of the, of all the guns. All right, the following items were recovered after a thorough search of the detainee's room and view. I, I want to because. The article tells you some of these things, but now I want to go through it, basically everything that they got. So this was all right. found in the room at the Marriott residence in uh, room number 521. All right. Uh, okay, items located in the threshold of the master bedroom. Romanian rifle AK-47, mm-hmm. AR-15 with grenade launcher, 40 millimeter with bump stock and silencer, a Farsi 308 Federal Arms Corps, I don't know what that is. A twenty two caliber rifle A11 GSG 522 with silencer. In the master bedroom closet on the top shelf, a 9mm Vector, a number two large capacity magazine with nine rounds, or number nine rounds and eight rounds, or is it nine rounds and eight rounds? Uh, with number nine rounds, but they had eight rounds of the number nine. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Um, and the top dresser drawer in the living room, a Mark VI 45 caliber revolver, six rounds in gun, and... Number two, additional speed loaders with six rounds each. Uh, behind the master bedroom door, a shotgun loaded with number six green shotgun shells. Oh, wait. I read it wrong. Now that I see the, the hashtag. Okay. So there's two large capacity round magazines for the master bedroom. One of them had nine, one had eight. And down here it says six rounds in gun and two additional speed loaders with six rounds each. So they had two additional, not number two. So there's, that's okay. the number sign is like a quantity. Okay. 
So going forward, that's how I'll Sorry, try yeah, to read it. I read it yeah. All right. So behind the master bedroom door is a shotgun loaded with six green shotgun shells and five black shotgun shells next to it on the floor. Large capacity holds more than five rounds. Uh, the bedroom on the right side of front entry door, a Springfield Armory Rifle 308 with three loaded large capacity magazines. Jesus, I wonder why they used the word there, too. <laughs> yeah. That, see, that's kind of weird how they... thing's weird. Uh, dude, that's a lot of fucking guns already. Dude, we're not even halfway <laughs> I know, through it. On I know. the bottom drawer of dresser in living room, under the TV, and eight loaded large capacity magazines... Uh, Five three zero eight, one seven sixty two, one twenty two, and one three zero eight. Those were the, the magazines. The calibers, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, The bedroom on the right side of the front entry door. Two smoke grenades located in a tactical vest was four loaded large capacity twenty two caliber magazines and five loaded large capacity five five six magazines. Uh, they did not take the actual vest, but they did take the magazines. Um, a flash suppressor, which is a silencer, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. One two twenty three large capacity magazine. A second vest um, with two loaded large capacity 7.62 magazines. They did not take the actual vest, just the magazines. Found on the right bedroom floor was an HP laptop computer. Okay. The only normal thing so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, found in, well, hang on a second. It gets weird. Found in right bedroom on corner table, uh, my cloud external hard drive. Mm-hmm. Found in right bedroom on floor in left corner, Dell external drive. Okay, so there's two external drives and one laptop. Found in bedroom on right side of entry door and closet. A cyber sniper recorder and two memory cards located in pocketbook. We did not seize pocketbook, it says. What the hell is a cyber, a cyber sniper recorder? I don't know. <laughs> Let's, that's one thing I don't I know. I know that all these others are guns, but I think it's like a like a video camera for your your sniper rifle. Cyber sniper recorder. Maybe I shouldn't be googling this, but I'm curious. Okay, okay. So it is. It's all linking back to that. But yeah. what is it? Do a do an image search. Got weird pictures. Maybe so. It's like a maybe like a scope that records. That's what I'm, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, let's go with that. Let's just say that's what yeah. it is. Because who knows? All right. Um, now, very okay. In on the kitchen counter, various forms of identification: a birth certificate, concealed license badge, Texas license to carry, and a social security card. Three city of Cambridge parking tickets. A Lenovo laptop, second laptop right there. Uh, three cell phones. Two white LGs and one black T-Mobile. How many phones is it now? Six? No, that's because earlier it said that he had a T-Mobile Samsung green one. SG. If they had a green one, no. SG3 or something like no. that. No, so that's the T-Mobile. Then there's two LG phones. All right, so that's three right, phones. Anyways, okay. Two laptops. Uh, located inside silver Samsonite briefcase in the living room, uh, six thumb drives. Located in the living room, a black Everlast notebook. A notebook's a laptop? No? Um, Everlast. Everlast? I've never heard of that, so I would assume it might be just a regular pen and paper notebook. Maybe. Probably right. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so uh, an, an actual paper notebook. Well, you know, they call notebooks yeah. laptops. Yeah. I said, well, okay. Mm-hmm. On the dresser in the living room with TV on top, Alienware laptop with two thumb drives attached. So there's your third laptop. Keep in mind, he also has one in his Jeep, so there's right. four that he right. owns so far. Uh, the, on the desk in the living room, a black Dell laptop. Now we're at five. On mm. the table in the living room, a Dell Latitude laptop. Now we're at six. six. Okay, well, and... I get it. You look in this studio, you see lots of computers. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking computers to just yeah. have with you. Six is a lot to be carrying around, yeah. Okay. Um, the following items were located in the master bedroom. Ten unknown firing canisters, possible 40 millimeter. Two flares, 40 millimeter. Uh, 308 caliber 54 rounds. 7.62 millimeter 20 rounds black box. 7.62 millimeter 20 rounds orange box. 308 caliber 20 rounds, smoke grenade, small black ledger, firearm notes inside, and two miscellaneous firearm parts. That's what they seized. All of that shit. Oh, my God. Franco and Adriana were both booked on 45 firearms charges, and data from Franco's Galaxy S3 smartphones was authorized for extradition. Now, obviously, Dave, you can see the picture here, the top of it. Now, after reading all that, you're assuming these are two white people, right? You just assume that? Yeah. These are probably white people. Yeah, yeah. No. This is this is a black man and a black woman, okay? So it's really weird because when you hear all this, if you didn't know mm-hmm. the context, yeah. everybody's mind, every single person, human being, instantly goes to, Oh, these are these are white people. Right. No, these are black people. Really weird. Yeah, okay. I, I was biased because when I looked up, I saw their picture right away, so I didn't have a chance to read right. it and think that, but, but I could see that. If you didn't know that and you go back and just listen, yeah. you would think white people. No, these are black people. So here's some more additional interesting things to this whole thing, Dave. Uh, thanks to this guy on Twitter. This is what the article says I'm reading, and I'm not just speaking. Uh Ensima Engineering Limited, this is the guy's business, supposedly, is a U.S. company based out of Coppell, Texas, at 820 South MacArthur Boulevard, number 105, which is a location of a UPS store that's being used as a proxy location of business. So it's a false address. Well, because you can have like a... uh, Yeah, basically, it's... you. I mean... This is what I'm thinking. So a UPS store, let's say they had like, you know how the post office yeah, has post office PO box boxes, or whatever. Yeah. So maybe UPS has that same kind of a Some thing. Some do. So yeah, especially like if it's so a UPS store. If you're store, a yeah. business, mm-hmm. you could you could technically use that as your business yeah. address, yeah. right? It'd be similar to a, a PO box, but so I don't know if I really consider that, but it's it's odd, right? Um, nonetheless, this guy on Twitter also uncovered the fact that Franco Samuel Bradley was also owned a company named Ensima Engineering Limited that was incorporated in the United Kingdom on the first day of January back in 1970 and was appointed a director of the company on October 9th, 1991, along with a man by the name of Robert Harvey, but the company has since been dissolved. Hmm. Okay. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. And then there's a picture that shows Ensima Engineering Limited. Now, he says he's a contractor for the company he owns. Why would you be a contractor for the company you own? Right. You would Weird. Be. Uh, but it does say the company's dissolved. It was incorporated on January 1st, 1970. doesn't say what the business does. And then it shows the two 
directors, Robert Lennox Harvey and Franco Samuel Bradley, both directors, has their date of birth and when they were appointed on October 9, 1991. Additionally, we see the private Twitter account Ensima202713 was formed on October 5th, 2017 at 2.47 p.m. My birthday. Just four days after the Las Vegas Route 91 Harvest Musical Festival massacre in which 58 people reportedly lost their lives and over 500 others were reported to have been injured in what has been dubbed the largest shooting in modern America. That's interesting. That's uh, ironic. Four days after, right. and this Twitter account was created, okay? And it shows right there. Joined October 2017. Yep. Um, to boot, several other private Twitter accounts with private settings appear to be related by name. One is the Boss Ver account, uh, which coincidentally was formed on October 1st, 2017 at 6.59 p.m., the exact same night as the Las Vegas shooting occurred just hours later. Mm-hmm. Weird, right? Shows that one. Mm-hmm. So what you notice from this one is it's E-N-E-S-Y-M-A-202713, and this is E-N-S-Y-M-A-202713. Right. So they're have an E in that one and not in this one, but they were both created just days apart, and one was on the actual day. Weird. Yeah. The other is the... What the fuck? Uh, the Ensima 1140, which was formed in 2011. That one really has no connection, you know, date-wise. Right. But weird, nonetheless. Um, <clears throat> a screenshot was taken from the Internet Archive that reveals what the main page of Ensima.us looked like back in 2015. It boasts the words United American Consumer over the Enter key on a computer keyboard. I don't know what that means. Uh, however, the Web Archive stops in the year 2015 and proceeds to go blank when one searches for current files. Additionally... On the Internet Archive, we can see the Ensima.us website appears to be affiliated with several government agencies, such as the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, CERN, the U.S. Department of Energy, as well as Soldier Sensors and Lasers. Weird. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then it shows all of these. Like why? Why some of those some of those companies? Isn't yeah. that very odd, right? Yeah. Um, it says with all. It's also important to note that police found a Department of Defense concealed carry license in Bradley's Jeep. Strange. Why would he have that? You can't just get one of those. Yeah, yeah. I can't just go to the internet. But I. I mean, I guess I could fake one. But. Um, additional sources. The summary from Adrian Jennings' LinkedIn account. Dot, or LinkedIn.com account reads as follows. Technical writer with experience creating reader-friendly documentation, user guides, and dynamic presentations for internal and external end-user audiences. I convey complex topics easily by transforming them into plain business language and non-technical documents. I maintain a high level of productivity and I ensure clarity and consistency throughout my writing process. Using the knowledge gained through past work experience, I am able to research, edit, and publish raw technical data, revise lengthy procedure, procedural guides, and craft business workflow diagrams. I rely heavily on my ability to, to define the target audience and deliver the data in a standardized format. I collaborate with teammates to advance the de- development of software, hardware, product, content, user manuals, train-the-trainer curricula, 
Quick tip guides and social media posts. Over the years, I've supported a number of national and international industries, including retail insurance, information technology, healthcare, transportation, and manufacturing, all of which required authoring useful information for remote and or mobile users. That has her picture. Um, Says she, her current, uh, current employer is Liquidity Services, Ingenio People, and Dell. She received her education at Harvard. Anyways, um, then it it says, Could Franco Braley have been dealing with a virus, as he told police, or does dealing with a virus mean containing a spreading leak? So what do you think he means by dealing with a virus when he when he told police that at his mission and being deployed and all this shit, needing all these guns and shit? See, at first I thought he was dealing with like a bio biologic or bio what the fuck is the word I'm looking for biological weapon all right you know um but with all that all that like they didn't find any biological shit or any chemical warfare or anything in the room they found a fuck ton of guns so I think he may be I, I don't know dude like I don't think he was Dealing with an actual legit virus, I think he might have been talking about taking somebody out, maybe. So, IntelliHub, which is a news organization that did the reporting on this, they put a tweet out that says, Could Franco Bradley, Bradley have been dealing with a virus? As he told police, or does dealing with a virus mean containing a spreading leak? Hashtag Ensima, hashtag Las Vegas shooting, hashtag MKUltra. So then the uh, they did a vote, or one of those things, a poll, uh, not very many people voted, but uh, 12% think he's doing a job for the CDC, and 88% uh, believe he's being sent to contain a leak. Um, that's the end of the article. Now, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with a virus, meaning like mm-hmm. like an actual like Ebola or something like right, that. Right. To me, this is how, and, and I'm just going to use this as an example. I'm not saying this is what he's doing, this is the particular target, this is anything. I'm just giving an example. Let's take Franco Bradley, put him back in 1963. JFK would be the virus. And he is out to take out the virus, contain the virus, remove the virus, meaning right. the virus being a human being that needs to be contained. So now, you think he might, he might be Trumpish? You could mirror that to today with the current president possibly being the virus. Now, and it makes mind, sense that he's black. It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in Massachusetts, which isn't that far from Washington, D.C. Right. I mean, it's a, a lot closer than yeah. where we're sitting. Right. It's a little bit of a drive. Yeah. And um, it's closer than Texas. Yeah. Uh, he's got all of this shit that you would need to carry out some sort of a... Event. Huge fucking event. I, I find it fascinating that you have that many laptops. How do you obtain this kind of artillery? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, he did have a uh, a license to carry, but not in that state. It's kind of weird. Many. <laughs> it's kind of weird that you can get a license to carry, but only certain states acknowledge it. You right. know what I mean? Um, but all of this stuff. And then, so, okay. I don't understand what is the connection with CERN? What is the connection with, I mean, the CDC? I can understand. Okay, you're talking about a virus. But well, the only thing 
I, I see with the CDC was the fact that he had the DOJ uh, fucking. Yeah, but that's Department carry. of Justice. I mean, that's a that's a whole different yeah true situation. True. Yeah, CERN. Yeah, what I the don't fuck get, does CERN have to do I, with? I don't think CERN has anything to do with that. Why do they? But have it's, that on it's there? connected to the Ensima website that in, in an archive. So like something goes on the internet and then you remove it, but there's an archive that can be searched that shows past. Right. It's like a certain date, what was on the website at that time. Right. And CERN was connected to it. The project manager, soldier sensors and lasers. What is that? You know what I mean? That's weird, right? Department of energy. Center for disease control. I mean, and then he had a DOJ, uh, license thing. The whole thing is weird. Whole thing. Yeah. And United American Consumer. Yeah. So it's like, here, here's a bunch of puzzle pieces. And then the fact that he, he's, I just, okay, the first time I read this, I didn't know what he looked like. I assumed this was a white guy and some white woman, and I figured they were like hillbilly-ish Texas. Right, right. I never would have guessed. And then look at the guns. These aren't like just normal guns. These are... Well, fucking war guns, you know? Somebody should have seen him carry all those duffel bags of guns into his room. That is God, weird, Why right? didn't they see that? Or somebody walking with six fucking laptops, or... Uh, I don't know. It's odd, right? And then, here's the other thing. This is what's really weird, and, and I know we've kind of buried it, because it's at the beginning of the article. So, if you think back to the beginning of this article I read, he had the same kind of thing that Stephen Paddock had in his room, the little camera, monitoring his room. The, so he was looking at it on his phone, monitoring this feed. So it's similar to, you know, you connect to a feed on your phone. He connected to this feed, and while he was watching this feed from his, the feed of his hotel room or out the peephole or whatever, the feed cut. Right. So he called 911 and said, I think someone got into my room. I have a gun inside my room. I think someone got into my room and they could be stealing my gun. Right. Okay. Now let's think about this. Let's say you're in a position working for some sort of military or government or secret mission, whatever. Okay. With a government contract, which means they're, they're in charge of what you're doing. Right. And they've supplied you with all this stuff. Or something. You have to let's just assume. And you have all this in your room, and the feed cuts. So now you're thinking something. You you wouldn't call nine one one. You would call your handler. Yeah. Especially if this is like a black op type. Right. Because you don't scenario. want any extra exposure and any extra people knowing you're there in the first place. And yeah. What you have. So why are you calling nine one one? Which is weird. Mm-hmm. So that and then he he tells them that he has a a gun. So they show up. So they know that, that there's a gun in a. this room. A gun, <laughs> and then and then he gives them a clearance to go into the room while he, before he gets back, you know, because mm-hmm. he could have said no. So it's weird right. that he's so open with everything, and he fully admits that all these weapons are his. He's on a mission. He can't tell you about the mission because it's classified, but he's admitting he's on a mission. You can take the guns, but he needs them back if he gets called on his mission. Right. That's weird, dude. The whole thing is like, yeah, I'm a black ops guy. I can't tell you that, and I can't tell you what my goal right, is, but right. but I can tell you as much as I'm dealing with a virus, but I can't tell you what the virus is. I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is, so there's a level of mind control that's kind of like makes you wonder, like, okay, 
So is this similar to like a Manchurian candidate type thing where we we've got you're a little off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we've brainwashed you enough so that you can function normally within life, but then all of a sudden one day one of your three cell phone rings, you answer it. We say the pre-programmed thing. And then that triggers you right then. That's mm-hmm. your, once you hear that weird statement, the eagle has landed or something like that, now all of a sudden you're you're off on your mission. So now mm-hmm. you're taking your thing and you're dealing with that virus at that moment. In the meantime, you're in holding at this right. hotel right here, right. right now. But then your feet cuts out because you went out to go get McDonald's or something. Right. And you call 911? Why did you call him? Because he was told not to contact anybody yep, else. Yep. Or he had no contact because they would contact him. But he's freaking out. So, you know, it's weird. Yeah. The whole thing's weird. But what is this? Is it, or is this this guy just fucking crazy? And then why does he have a Department of Def- uh, Justice or Defense or yeah, whatever? That could, be, that could be faked, obviously. Could be faked. But I don't think it is. Like, I, I don't. What would be the point of it? Like, I don't know where any of this shit's going. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know what he's doing with it. Why has he got a laptop mounted in his car? Why does he have six? Why does he have six laptops yeah. total? Five in his room, all different kinds. He's got three phones. Yeah, and he's got, what, I think it was six flash drives and, like, three different fucking portable hard drives? Yeah, I mean, you, it'd be he's like... has got a lot of information. It'd be like if I took everything in my studio, put it in the car, went to a hotel, and hooked all the laptops up or whatever, I mean, if you you came in as a... Um, uh, like a maid, a maid or something, and you saw fucking all these laptops and shit. You would probably be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah. But now add in guns and all this, and not like the maid discovered any of this shit either. He called the cops. It's almost like he he's so stupid. Yeah. Like he he it kind of to me sounds like he fucked up. His mission. He wasn't supposed to contact anybody, but he probably right. saw this feed go out and thought, "Oh fuck, somebody's stealing my shit." Yeah. It, it, I feel like there's more questions now than answers. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more questions than answers. There's hardly any answers. I don't. Other understand. than he had a fucking shit ton of arsenal. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And then on top of it, you add in not not that it matters, but you add in his actual race. I think it fits with a possible. Trump assassination attempt or something. Not that he did it, but what is the virus? The only thing I can think is if you mirror the JFK thing. Yeah, except for doing it in Dallas. JFK was the virus. And think about it. Here's the connections. Because let's say this something had gone down. Let's just say, hypothetically, the virus is Trump. And he's supposed to have, when he got the call, he was supposed to shoot at Trump. Let's just say. Mm -hmm. All right? We're going hypothetical here. Right. You have that connection. He's from Texas. So there's your connection back to Texas with the whole JFK thing. Mm-hmm. So they like to, you know, the lead, like to tie right. things and together with dates and things like that. Age-wise, he should be old enough to be a young boy when it happened, I think, isn't he? Uh, he was 59. 63 to... Also four. Yeah, he would have been young. There may not need to be a connection there, but... And she was 40, so she wasn't born yet. I don't know. It, the whole thing's weird, though. And then he calls a few weeks before this saying that his wife's missing and yeah, she's crazy and she ne- has medication. Yeah. And she left because she saw a gun, but now they're in a hotel room. and There's fucking and, guns everywhere. And, and she's completely fine with that. It, it, dude, it, the whole thing yeah, is weird, right? right really fucking weird. Even Snopes says it's <laughs> true. Snopes says it's fucking weird. 
So, um, I don't know, dude. And then, so this happened in March. I tried finding, like, updated things on this. Nothing. There's nothing that's been swept under the rug yet. Which is also very odd, because to me this is a major fucking thing. They should get to the bottom of it. We should have an answer. I don't, I don't understand. Is the guy just nutty? Like, is he a nut? Like, I don't know. That's kind of weird, I don't dude. He'll have all that, all that stuff, though. All those guns. Well, how do you? Crazy. For one, how do you get all that? And then, how do you? How do you get a department? I mean, even if you had a fake version of that, you have all these. Are you, are you trying to pretend like you're fucking? Well, let's say you're just nuts in general. You're just no. off your rocker. Would you go accumulate all this stuff and then go put it all in a hotel room and then leave and then call the cops because it's like you no. want to be... Ex- the calling the cops thing is what's really throwing me. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Why did he call the cops? Well, we know why he called the cops, but if you were in a secret thing, why would you involve anything yeah, that you're think- not you're not supposed to? I would assume. I don't think he did call the cops. I think somebody else did. He 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 claims he called the cops. I mean, that's the cops oh. say they received a phone call from him, and and oh, then yeah, they they weird. they actually talked to him and like okay, so this is how it went down. Nine one one call right, comes in right. saying my feed went out, whatever. Okay, so then when they arrive on scene, the police there actually call the number that he called in on and asked, "Do you give us permission to enter the room?" And he says yes. Then he arrives. It's not, and then when he arrived, it's not like somebody else did all this. And then he arrived and was like, "What the hell's going on?" No, he's like, "Yeah, here I I am. I'm the guy that called nine one one." And then they put him in handcuffs because of what they had found in the fucking rooms. They're like, "I don't. We don't know what's going on. We're gonna make sure this guy doesn't just, you know, pull fucking the guns out of his pockets and start blowing us away." So, really weird, dude. It is. I'm perplexed. Yeah. Interesting, though, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess you could kind of call that a light transition into Trump. with a, But I don't know if this actually connects anything to Trump. The virus could well, be anybody. Yeah. Or it could actually be a virus. Now, let's think about that. What if it is an actual thing and he's... But why Why you need all this stuff to contain it or deal with it? It's kind of weird. You've seen the movie Rampage. Just saying. Yeah. I, I don't know, dude. It's weird. If there's a nasty virus outbreak, it's going to be fucking zombie apocalypse, and he knows about it. And he's ready with his fucking The Umbrella Corp is real, bro. Maybe. Raccoon City. You never know. I mean, I guess that's possible. To me, I take it as the virus is a human being that he's supposed to exterminate. And he was waiting for his call. That's how I take it, but I don't know. So, here's your really loosely... (laughs) Uh, based transition into Trump. Okay. So back in the 1800s, yeah, we're going way back, uh, 1890s actually, uh, an author named, I kind of sounded like somebody there, uh, um, Ingersoll Lockwood, that's the author's name, he wrote a handful of books, and, um, they have an interesting connection to, uh, you know, with with names and and uh, things like that, to current day things. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm going to read you the back of the book. 
because I purchased this book. It's it's three books in particular from this author, and and here here's there's the book, Dave. Oh, he's a cute looking motherfucker. Yeah, kind of looks like Einstein a little bit. All right. So the three books in this large book here, the three particular smaller books that are in this book is uh, the Last President is the name of one. Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump, and then Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. Okay, those are the three book titles. Okay. All right. And they're all scrounged into one. Well, you could buy each one separate, but I bought the one that had all three together. Okay. So, on the back it says, This collection contains the three novels by Ingersoll Lockwood that have been surprised by the world of the 21st century. This author, author... Wrote over 120 years ago during the 1890s, these three novels in which the characters are first a kid whose name is Baron Trump and his master is Don, and a separate novel about a president who resides in Fifth Avenue, New York, in a tower with his name who surprisingly wins an election. <laughs> Do I need to read all that again? No. Do you find it yeah. very strange already? Well, the weird thing about it is I've always thought he looked like Biff Tannen from fucking Back to the Future in the first place. Oh, yeah. Well, they've said that Biff from the Back to the Future, when they did that whole election thing, they modeled that off of Trump. Yeah. They've said that. The guy that directed it or whatever, that's what they were going for. They were trying to make him look like a Trump-ish type. Yeah. That's uh, when he When he won and all. Okay. So, Donald Trump has his thing on Fifth Avenue in New York in a tower with his name on the top, and he eventually won an election. His kid with Melania has named Baron Trump. Real life. His kid named Baron Trump. Mm -hmm. And Baron Trump's master is name is Don, which is Donald. Donald. Okay. Uh, It goes on. The Baron Trump novels recount the adventures of the German boy, Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump, who goes by Baron Trump as he discovers weird underground civilizations, offends the natives, (laughs) flees from his entanglements with local women, and repeats this pattern until arriving back home at Castle Trump. Weird, right? Yeah. Some some interesting, also an yeah. interesting connections yeah. there. Strippers and porn stars. And offending the natives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris Riata noted in Newsweek that Baron Trump's adventures begin in Russia and also mentioned another book of Ingersoll's, The Last President, in which the president's home city of New York is riven by protest against a rigged presidential election. Jamie Fuller wrote in Political that Baron Trump is... Precocious, restless, and prone to get in trouble. Often mentions his massive brain and has a personal, personalized insult for most people he meets. Does not feel like we're describing yeah. Donald Trump right now. I'm confused, dude. Why? This was written how long? How long ago? 1890. <laughs> Over a hundred and twenty yeah. years ago. Okay. Uh, it goes on, these novels and some of its phrases and situations really make people wonder if there are authors who have a window to the future, true prophets like Verne and his From Earth to the Moon, Poe with his Arthur Gordon Pym, a story that occurred with names and last names 50 years later, 
and Robertson in Futility or The Wreck of the Titan, a novel about the wreck of the Titanic, which locations, names, and descriptions written 20 years before the actual events. See, I had heard about that one. Yeah. Interesting. So that's the book. Let me see. You're done reading it, right? <clears throat> well, not at this moment. I'm done reading the back of it. But what I was going to do is play this thing. Now, the video is kind of weird. The, the title of the video is Donald Trump Time Travel Theory, Tesla, Baron Trump, Mike Pence, and Meme Magic. Now, if you look that up, you can watch it on your own or just listen because we're going to play it here in a second. Um, that it's weird... The whole thing, and okay, the video is distracting because it has a cat that's yeah, talking on yeah. it. But we're, I, I think it'll be better for people just listening because you're not distracted you're by the cat. cat yeah. But I think now, I think the video will kind of drop more information, maybe, okay. and then we'll discuss. So let's have a look. See. Welcome back to the Truth Factory. I feel like it's finally time for you guys to know the real truth about Donald Trump. I do a lot of serious, well-sourced videos, and this is not going to be one of them, but it will be super entertaining. As this is one of my all-time favorite conspiracy theories, it combines my three favorite things, Donald Trump, time travel, and meme magic. Yeah, it's going to be stupid, but I promise it'll also be funny and there's some actual elements of truth to it. If you don't know what meme magic is, it has to do with a website called 4chan.org where they started saying kek, K-E-K, which is Korean for LOL, and then someone discovered that kek was also an ancient Egyptian god of chaos that is represented as a frog-human-anamorph thing. Anyway, people adopted this frog character here that is known as Pepe, and they started putting it into memes with Donald Trump. Some believe that this awakened Keck and through meme magic got Donald Trump elected as president. This time was known as the Great Meme War. But meme magic transcends timelines and we are now in the Donald Trump meme magic timeline. And this is the tale of how Donald J. Trump and Baron Trump became time travelers. No, it gets better, I promise. Just keep watching. It all started with this guy, Nikola Tesla. Maybe you've heard of him. Born in Croatia in 1856, this quirky genius was in love with a pigeon. True story. But he also pioneered electricity and several other innovative concepts and inventions like potentially a doom ray and even time travel. On March 13, 1985, a New York Herald journalist came across Tesla in a cafe looking like he had just been fried by 3.5 million volts. This is because Tesla was using himself in his own time travel experiments. Tesla said that on contact with a resonating electromagnetic charge, he found himself outside of his time frame reference. He reported that he could see in the immediate past, present, and future all at once, but he was paralyzed within the electromagnetic field. Unable to help himself, his assistant turned off the current which released Tesla before any permanent damage was done. Now at this time, Weird. with the mm -hmm. current technology, I've time travel that. was far too unstable and dangerous. When Tesla passed away in 1943, the FBI ordered a property custodian to seize the belongings of this Croatian alien, even though at this point Tesla was an American citizen. The National Defense Research Committee called an MIT professor to make sense of Tesla's notes in order to analyze if anything could be weaponized. This MIT professor was John Trump. This is Donald Trump's uncle. John Trump 
Trump claimed that there was nothing of any real substance in Tesla's notes, but of course, this was a lie. He knew that if the National Defense Research Committee realized what was in these notes, it could mean the end of the world, as it included blueprints for a theoretical time machine. Although John Trump thought Tesla's time machine was plausible, it was still not possible to create one using the technology that existed in 1943. John Trump later died in 1985, but not before leaving Tesla's notes and their implications to the protection of his beloved millionaire nephew, Donald John Trump. There are some theories that say that Donald Trump was the alleged time traveler John Teeter that circulated on message boards from 2000 to 2001, but I'm not totally sold on this as this entire thing is already crazy. But if mm-hmm. Donald Trump did have the actual notes from Nikola Tesla on time travel and had the money to back up the research, perhaps it is plausible that Donald Trump has time traveled. My theory is that Donald Trump goes to the future. He sees the dystopian nuclear holocaust in a war between Hillary Clinton and the Russians and maybe some religious extremists as well. He goes back and he decides the only way to change this is by becoming president instead of Hillary Clinton. This is why it always seemed like Trump had a bizarre ability to accurately predict and manipulate his political opponents to his advantage. Alright, I'm going to pause right there. Think about this now. I know time travel and all this shit sounds insane, but... What if? What if? And Okay, so that's the first little piece there. What if? But now, let's think about this. Everything that they come up with to fire at Trump doesn't affect him. And why does it seem like he always has the advantage? He he it seems like he knows shit before it happens. Yeah. Isn't that weird? How how could you do that? How could That's you physically true. fucking how can he he is like Teflon. No matter what mm-hmm. you throw at him, it nothing sticks. Yeah. And he's gone like okay, nobody thought he could become president, he became president. Nobody thought he could do half the shit that he does, but yet he, he's doing it. No matter what they throw at him, the fucking Stormy Daniels thing. No. Any other politician, it would they would have fucking he would have been out. He, he would have probably yeah. stepped down by now. Yeah, he can he can bomb Syria, and he comes out smelling like a rose. I, I mean, the North Korea thing. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I can't even think. But if you just go back and think, all the shit that they've tried to make negative about him, CNN constantly, a negative, negative, everything's negative. You, you know, can't find a news organization that's like a big one of the mainstream that doesn't do negativity to this guy, and he just, it doesn't matter. It, it He defeats it, okay? Could, is it, could you, could it be possible that he's, gone and fucking he's already seen everything so he knows exactly how to handle it i isn't it if you think about it now it seems a little more plausible because how could you be this perfect at at defeating everything you know what i mean how could you be this flawless in in a plan why how is nothing fucked up for him why would he wait till this long to do that though it's a question I couldn't even get. I mean, I mean, it makes sense how he made his millions because he went through and he. Well, did I the have buff. a theory of my own. I'll give at the end, but I'm just. He did the Biff fucking tanning. I'm, I got my sports almanac here. I'm gonna keep it with me. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, it, but maybe to make it not. Maybe it's one of these things where. 
it's, maybe that's the reason why the is Mandela perfect. effect is a Mandela that's effect. The other, and there's weird shit with this whole Miss Mandela stuff. What if those little pieces are changing now from what we remember because so many things are being adjusted because this wasn't how it's supposed to have gone down because we're changing the past mm-hmm. as it's so if you think about time travel it's hard to understand i guess but if you were to it's like the butterfly effect yeah if you if, if you, you go do back something and, and change something it, it, it everything kind of changes effect, which is yeah. why we remember the bernstein bears but it's now the berenstein bear and shit like that berenstein I mean, and it's stain now d- yeah Oscar Mayer, Oscar Mayer. Yeah, all this, all these dumb things that you don't think would matter, but what if those little things is all that really changes besides this major event? What if Hillary got elected? Where would we be at? Because she was she was into the whole war with Russia yeah. and all yeah. that, obviously. I mean, who knows what would have happened, you know? But we have this, so maybe all these other little pieces are falling yeah. and changing. And all. Okay, so let's keep watching the video. Yeah. Because they were not predictions, they were foreordained events. Trump is not just playing 4D chess here, he's playing fourth dimensional chess because he is a time traveler. And you've heard that. They say that all the time. Baron Trump he's playing 4D Baron chess. Because Baron Trump is also a time traveler. And this is all documented by an author named Inger Saul Lockwood from New York in a book called The Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and His Wonderful Dog Bulger, which was written in 1890. And Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, written in 1893. So this is where you can note that both Inger Saul Lockwood and Tesla were both living in New York when the first book was written hmm. five years after. After it was documented that Tesla first started to experiment with time travel. This is where Baron Trump goes back in time and gives Tesla his blueprints of the time machine before he even draws it. This completes the time loop that ensures time travel for the Trumps in the future. This is also where Baron Trump meets the author Lockwood, who writes this book. But let's take a look at the book. Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey opens up with a picture of him and is said to be the only authentic portrait of Baron Trump. Looks a bit uncanny. And that dog beside him Oddly is his trusty like sidekick, Bulger. The book opens talking about a portrait of a man of low stature with a head much too large for his body and in his left hand a grotesque image in ivory, most elaborately carved. It says that his quizzical look always attracts attention so you can see that baron trump does not have autism he's just a time traveler and if that's not weird ingersoll lockwood also wrote a book called the strange adventures of the million dollars where a rich tycoon leaves their only child one million dollars and another book called the last president where in it there is a part that sounds like a prediction where trump goes on to win the next election and a mob of antifa thugs tries to burn down trump tower in new york the mobs push the police northward their dark masses of infuriated beings surged up again with renewed fury. They shouted, down with the rich man, death to the gold bugs, death to the capitalists, give us back the money that you ground out of us. The police force was now almost helpless. The Fifth Avenue Hotel will be the first to feel the fury of the mob. And this ends with the police firing guns into a horde of angry protesters. Okay, how in 1890... Could you just happen to get that right? That there would be a Trump castle on mm-hmm. Fifth Avenue in New York. Mm-hmm. When 120 years later, there's a Trump Tower yeah. on Fifth Avenue in New York. And then in 1890, say that Trump becomes president. 
this character in the book becomes mm-hmm. president and then wins a second election that was rigged and all these people start attacking do you not see that potentially happening in 2020 well when and if trump wins that election i'm gonna play devil avocat okay Kate. let's hypothetically say trump's not a time traveler he read the book he read the book and, and he's, he's doing everything the book said this is his bible that's possible that is very possible, and I've thought about that. Because that, to me, seems the most logical logical based in reality. Yeah. But I always like to say, what if? No, I, I totally agree with the what if. So let's see what else this video says, and then I'll give you my even weirder theory here. Uh, uh, I'm curious if the video is going to hit my theory. but So that is the basis of the time travel theory, but there's more. And it gets really stupid, but it's also really funny, so I'm going to do this. Because Trump only wanted to be president for as long as he needed to stop the dystopian Hillary Clinton future. He always said that he didn't want to be president if there was somebody else who he thought could do just as good of a job. This is where Mike Pence comes in. Pence is also a time traveler who met Trump many years far into the future. Pence is a superior time machine, and to put it simply, Pence can be in the same timeline more than once. This means that there can be more than one Mike Pence on Earth at any given hmm. period. So if you ever thought that Pence looks a bit strange or out of place, it's because he's from the far future, where races have become homogenized and everyone looks like Mike Pence. Mike Pence, or rather copies of him, were sent back to the past by Pence Prime and Trump in order to infiltrate the lives of political enemies before they ever become political enemies. Indeed, there are many such enemies, none of whom you've ever heard of or met their demise or fell into obscurity long before they could ever become a threat to Trump. But not Tim Kaine, who is actually gay. He is not involved in this plot and is essentially neutralized as a political threat long ago by one of the Pences who is still in service. Luckily for Trump, his temporal enemies don't realize this. And why is it important that Tim Kaine is gay? Because his wife is another Pence from the future. Look at them. Now the question remains, Holy shit. did Trump go back in That's time weird. to awaken the ancient Egyptian god Kek, or did Trump create Kek by drawing the first meme on ancient ruins, knowing that meme magic is what holds all the timelines together and what will ultimately win him the presidency in 2016 after we win the meme wars and stop the dystopian nuclear Hillary Clinton timeline? Yeah, this video is stupid, but I've already wasted hours making it, so here you go. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed this, I have a link to my Twitter and Patreon in the description. Okay. (laughs) Dude, that Mike Pence wife thing was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it was odd how similar they look. Yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) What do you think overall? I mean, do you think... I mean, it does make the most sense. Trump got a hold of this book because somebody said, "Hey, there's a book with our family name in it. Just, just, or you know, whatever. Read it." And then, you know, through some like weird thing, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna do what this book says, but in my own version of it." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. But what if? if because I... if you add in the Tesla thing, the time when Tesla was doing this, and the time when this guy wrote the book, it was the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. So if you create, let's go with that. What if Tesla creates a time machine? Somehow, you know what? And then the weird thing is, once Tesla dies, the guy that comes and gets the shit from Tesla that was hired by the FBI is 
Donald Trump's uncle. uncle? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're weird, dude. It doesn't make any sense. Why? It does make sense. I mean, it does make that, sense, but that what, could be. is that not I, fucking weird? Okay, I'm going to say this and it's going to be out there. Okay, I'm going to say this and it's going to be out there. I can get it, I can get behind this because I've been we've been saying for a while now the world as we know it is different. It's changed, it's altered, it's not the same. Things are way different. Um and, and a lot of people say, Oh, it's because of how the you know the fucking government's dividing us and this is what they're no. It changed in the in the last ten, fifteen years, I think. Yeah, something weird happened. Yeah, when whenever the Mandela effect happened is when it first, like, because if he went back in time, the shit would have changed way back then. But man, I don't know. I I, I think it, it's plausible. I could I could get behind this that he it's fucking weird though because because what are the odds that he had all the dates right or the the, the locations right, the names right? Granted, once again. Trump could read it and be like, yeah, I'm going to name my kid Baron because of this book. Right. I'm going to put my Trump Tower on there because but of this book. But w- then why not name your kid Baron w- instead of Don Jr. or Eric? Why the third kid with Melania when he becomes president? Now, granted, the kid's, what, 12 or 13 no, Baron Trump no. right now? He's, yeah, no he's, he's, like, right around there, I think, something like that. <laughs> so you obviously had this kid with Melania before... So you said, hang on, I just think there might be another connection here. You said this happened in the last 10, 15 years, the change of Earth. How old is he? That's what I was just about to do. It says he's 12 years old. So I I hit it on the head with 12, okay? Uh, Okay, so he's 12 years old. Within the last, you were within the range 10 to 15 years, something changed in this world. Baron Trump was born... 12 years ago, March 20th, 2006. Okay. What's weird. You've seen the movie Omen, right? Yeah. Or Damien, or whatever the fucking, the, the yeah. devil child. What if he's a fucking hell child, devil child? So that's not where I was going to go with it. Where I, I was going to. Think about it, though. I mean, all these. Not that he. It could be. He looks like Macaulay Okay, Culkin. This is what I think. And I know this, this is going to be kind of weird, but this is my own kind of like. Yeah. Uh, niche to this theory. Um, I think you have Donald Trump president Mm -hmm. and Barron Trump. I think Donald Trump and Barron Trump are one and the same time traveling. Barron Trump is Donald Trump as a kid now. From that book Mm -hmm. as his kid. I mean, so it's Okay, you know how they said there's multiple Mike Pences? <laughs> that whole thing is weird in and of itself, that end of that video. Donald Trump is Donald Trump at 71. Baron Trump is Donald Trump at 12 years old. Time traveling. So, I don't know how else to explain it, other than, because to me, in my mind, it, it makes sense. You could You could be current, but two versions of yourself at different ages. So, we know Baron Trump as Donald Trump's kid, but Baron Trump is actually Donald Trump as a kid in this strange timeline where they could both possibly exist. What would and, be the reason for that? I don't know, but I think it has something to do with this whole time travel thing, him being president, 
Baron Tr- this is kind of one of those things with like the QAnon thing. It's a hint. Hey, everybody, Baron Trump, Donald Trump, there's your connection. Ingersoll Lockwood, read the book. We're telling you we are time traveling. We are preventing chaos from happening in this world because if it had gone any other way, you would all be dead right now. Mm-hmm. It's a hint. You're supposed to be smart enough to figure it out, but yet it seems insane, so most people wouldn't, wouldn't acknowledge dismiss it, it, dismiss yeah. it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what it is is the only reason Baron Trump exists is because it's Donald Trump as a kid, and it's to solidify this. Now, uh, that may be insane. The whole thing may be insane. There may be really odd connections that you know you could just explain away but that's what i think because baron trump looks like donald trump as a kid do you have can you do a side-by-side picture of donald trump and baron trump as a kid do they have that anywhere in the uh, worldwide interweb it's gotta be oh as a kid let me put that want to see him about 12 years old. Uh, Do another Google Donald Trump 12 years old. It's not him. No, it's not him. <sighs> um, I don't think we're going to find it. No, probably not. Donald Trump at... Let's go back to this. Donald Trump as a child. So that's him as a child, and let's get um, Baron Trump as a baby. You should have done him as a child. Yeah. Let's see. Well, the problem is I don't want them to show current pictures because he's 12. I want him at like 5 or 6. So maybe here he looks like he's Yeah, it's pretty close. It is pretty close. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's close. There you go. I mean, Baron Trump has longer hair than in this picture of Donald Trump. But yeah, but the kids do these days. Yeah. I'll go back to that page again. What about... That one. This one? Yeah. That shot there. Which one? The middle one. This one? I don't know, dude. I just think the whole thing's interesting. I think it's oddly... I don't know, dude. It's... It's really weird. Either way. There's enough enough stuff here to make it look pretty goddamn real. Well, and the, the fact that Tesla was trying to do some shit, the connection with his uncle... Trump's uncle. 
You know what I mean? The book being written around the same time Tesla was doing all this weird shit. He was trying to t- create a fucking uh, time travel thing. He was doing all kinds of shit with electricity. It's clear that there's something with lightning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the energy and all that with things. Trump owning a, a fucking building or building a building or whatever he did with the Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue right. in New York. Mm-hmm. The fact that that's in this book that's 120 years prior to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Now, granted, he's owned the building for how long now? Not 30, 40 years. years. Yeah, but you know what I mean? So there's that. The fact that his name is Trump. Um, so did you read the last president book yet? I have not. I'm curious about that one. Does that mean like that's at the coming of the end of the world at this point? Makes you wonder because of these weird connections. Like, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing's fucking weird, dude. It is. I don't want to read this there book you go. now. What? Yeah. yeah Look is. at the face. Yeah. Just the face, not the hair. The nose yeah. is the same. Yeah. The mouth is the pretty cheeks. much the, the same. Cheeks. The cheeks, the yeah. ears. Very odd. Yeah. Very, very odd. Hmm. But I speculate that this is Donald Trump as a kid. So did him and Ivanka or whatever not have a kid then? No, Ivanka, they had, uh, no, it was Ivana. Because they had Ivanka was the daughter. And then they had, Ivanka's the daughter that he had with Ivana. Oh, okay. I don't know. There's... Yeah, it's, it's weird. Ivana was the... M- That's Ivana. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I think she looked better when she was younger. <laughs> she looks really fucking gross now. But um, So Donald Trump and Ivana had Ivanka, Eric, and Donald Jr. And then who's he with now, then? He, he's with Melania. Is that the one he's got Baron with? Melania's the mom of Baron. And what does uh, uh, Trump's mom look like? Okay. Is that her? This is her. What's his mom's name? Marianne McLeod Trump. No, that's well, that's a young picture of her. I was trying to find. That's the what other. I was looking for. That that version of the this young. Is, this is her. No, look at the young version of her and his wife, his current wife now. Her and you want to see side by side with yeah, Melania? Yeah. Oh, I understand what you're trying to do. Okay. Look at that one right there. This one? Yeah. So boom, boom. Similarities, man. Yeah. Her face is a little differently shaped. Yeah, Melania's eyebrows are thicker. But that's interesting. The nose is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. The mouth, uh, the mom's bottom lip, but that could be here. Let's see about this one. Here's a handful more pictures. That's a bad picture. But... 
There's a closer up version of that one picture. Ah, dude. <laughs> they, them two look a little bit more. Yeah, that looks a little more like it. <laughs> it does. Weird, dude. I That's don't... A connection you didn't even think of. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, huh, I don't know, man. Obviously, this whole thing's probably not realistic, and it's probably more likely that he got his hands on this book and said, oh, I'm going to be like this. You know, I'm going to try and model my life after this book and whatever. But what if our current president's a fucking time traveler? Because how else could he be so flawless at everything? Yeah. How could he live an entire life with never drinking, never smoking? I mean, he he fucks a porn star. Bill Clinton came on a, a fucking aide, and he gets impeached. Donald Trump fucks a porn star before he was president. Right. I think that's the they difference. try and throw that at him. Doesn't work. They're trying to throw Russia collusion. Doesn't work. Nothing sticks to this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. How... Because he's one step ahead because he's a tram traveler. Exactly. And he always says, oh, Trump's playing uh, 4D chess in this uh, whole thing as president. Yeah, four-dimensional, meaning time Mm -hmm. travel. Mm -hmm. Like, that. that's, right? They're hiding in plain sight, dude. And and these are all clues to see if you pick up on it. I wonder if that whole QAnon thing has anything about this. Makes me wonder. What if that's going to be the ending, the end-all, be-all, as they'll tell us about it? Isn't that weird? Yeah. See if there's any updates on that. I don't know, dude. I I, I just wanted to bring all this up because I think it's also interesting, regardless of how hokey it may actually be. You know. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of weird because Trump's mom kind of does look like Melania. Mm-hmm. And that was just a strange coincidence I saw. Her, yeah, younger pictures. It's yeah, very weird. Hmm. So pretty crazy. Yeah. Between the Sandy Hook people that aren't in a database, um, this guy that gets caught with all this shit, but kind of. Gets himself caught. Right. And then time traveling Trump. The world's fucked up. I wonder if Trump has ever commented on the Ingersoll Lockwood book. Oh. Or if he, somebody's had to have asked him by now, right? Yeah. It's weird that uh doesn't appear to be any comments from Trump on these books. Don't you think he'd comment on them and be like, uh, listen, this is not, you know, like denouncing it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he never does really do that. He doesn't really address shit like that. No, he dresses fucking Kanye on Twitter and shit like that. He, he would address this if it came out. It's interesting that he hasn't said a word about this. Let me... Here's the thing. My me Googling this, if, if it was... If it had happened, you would get the fucking yeah. thing. There would be some sort of tweet or something 
from Trump making a statement on, yeah, these books are bullshit. Uh, I'm not, you know what I mean? Nothing. Nothing. So he's not made mention of any of this, which is why I wonder if Q has mentioned anything. Did you search that? I'm about to. not appear. No. No. Uh, at least not in the initial search. Either way, it's all so very interesting. Yeah, it is. And I'm not telling anybody to believe in... Um, time travel because i myself have a hard time wrapping my mind around time travel the fact of being able to go back to the past or into the future or whatever um and then like with space and how you can like bend yeah time and things like that maybe that's the only but like this all this other shit that with i don't know dude i don't but i also don't think we know enough about that kind of thing to make a good judgment on it. The, the other thing is, and I can't remember, did, did you watch that, um, hey guys, it's Tyler with Secure Team video with um, all these lightning bolts? Yeah. Having. In the, like the orange or red drippy in the tree? Oh, that was a different one we watched. Oh. I'm talking about the all the lightning bolt pictures that have been taken of lightning and then discover after the fact. There's like these weird like spaceship type things in the lightning. No. Okay. Um, we're gonna pull that up real quick, and that's how we'll wrap the episode. Because that's so. There's something with this whole electricity thing. Um, let's see if we can get it from that. Is it searching? There we go. Okay. Here you go. Super slow right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Tylee here with Secure Team. And the first thing that I want to discuss today is the continued theory, which may not be so much of a theory, seeing as we're gathering more and more evidence to support it, that with which is the continued capturing of unidentified objects, some would say off-world objects, that have been and still are interacting with our lightning and thunderstorms here down on Earth. We've spoken about this many times in the past, and today we have an amazing new capture to add to that oh, yeah. evidence pile of what can only be described by the viewer and by me and by everyone I've shown since is yet another one, one of mm -hmm. these objects either struck by, caught within, or siphoning energy from another one of these lightning bolts snapped just at the right time as it was coming down over the Czech Republic. 
which if you don't know, is a country located in Central Europe, right next to Germany, Poland, Slovakia, and Austria. And so as you're seeing in this still image here that was taken from a video and posted on Instagram by the user Mrs. Lampshade and then sent to me by a friend of the user, we can see what appears to be an obvious triangular shaped object and this massive lightning bolt, uh, what appears to be piercing right through it, lighting the entire oh, object up too. with it. And without uh -huh. even tweaking the image, we can clearly make out the rigid outline of something at least taking the form of a triangle. But for the sake of analyzing it further, let's go ahead and increase the contrast, lower the brightness a little bit, and see what we can find. So here we are, and already we can see the object, whatever it is, coming out even more clear. The sharp edges of the object itself become much more defined. We also begin to see what appears to be a little bit of shadowing within the object, which would tell me that it's likely much more three-dimensional than just a flat object and we'll go ahead one step further and invert the image which further gives us more detail to where we're not only seeing this triangular outline but what appears to be this sort of v-shaped outline protruding from the object itself so this is definitely an amazing finding but not only that is that it gives credence to this theory and adds to the other pieces of evidence that we have thus far, proving in my mind, and I think many of you will agree, that there's something very strange happening with specifically the lightning storms and the energy surrounding Earth. These storms and the electric energy coming from them are, some would say, being harnessed by these unknown objects to power their craft, their ships, whatever you want to call them. And the evidence has certainly shown that, and even the specific shape of the UFO in this new image reminded me of another well-known sighting in an image yet again taken during a lightning strike witnessed from the USS Abraham aircraft carrier a couple of years back of yet another one of these triangular shaped yeah, objects that one's weird. where not only do we see the lightning attracted to the object and unlike in this new photograph the lightning itself would appear to be attracted back upwards it. towards the object. It's going from a or possibly cloud coming from the object itself to an object as opposed to coming in the from sky. the clouds down towards the ground. And where every single bolt of lightning looks to be coming out, curving back up into the bottom of this thing. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. That first one was a really good shot. Yeah. Here we have another photograph taken from the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower. This time, we can see the bolts of lightning coming down, actually touching the ocean water. However, as you zoom in and analyze what's in the distance between these lightning bolts, you'll begin to notice one after the other after the other of these mysterious glowing orbs lingering very close to said lightning bolts. Mm -hmm. Here is a piece of footage taken in yet another storm where at first you may think this glowing object is the moon, however, it becomes quickly evident that the mm -hmm. object is certainly within the storm. Maybe it's his. The video is lagging, but the audio isn't. There we go. Caught up, finally. This is an extremely fascinating clip that we featured in a video a couple of years back where a viewer from Brazil had began recording what they inferred 
was a freak occurrence where this massive grouping of clouds filled with lightning virtually appeared out of nowhere. And as they continued recording, things got stranger. And that was when another one of these glowing objects appeared sitting completely static and still right outside of the storm before suddenly starting to move toward the storm clouds and then completely vanishing within. It's weird because it almost looks like a like a tornado. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a a, a really big funnel cloud, but but it doesn't seem like it's no. swirling or moving. No, it's, it's just sitting kind of, there. Yeah. But the thing goes into the. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Just as it goes in, there's that huge flash. So it makes you wonder, like, oh, did it just fucking transport? And it was there, like, obviously all day, because it was daylight at first. Same shot, different exposure. Yeah. Right when it, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. So like right when it goes in, like a second later, it fucking flashes. So huge. like right. So it's in. Right now. And then, well, the video. Boom! Right there. Mm-hmm. So really, really Another bright one. Once again, taken in Brazil, we have what, by all accounts, seems like a typical lightning storm. However, looks can once again be deceiving. Ah. I saw it when it first flashed. Yeah. Look at that. Different exposure. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder, is lightning the way these things travel? Or is lightning the conductor I, f- so that they can move about? And, like, they're they're hiding. I don't, I don't think it's that, because it doesn't... Not all the UFO Look at that sightings... right there. Oh, shit. Where the fuck is... Not all UFO sightings have lightning, though. No. So I'm just saying, how many of, of them have been seen like that, though? Not many. And so as you've watched well, this video thus far, and as you continue to do research on your own, it becomes clear that the more and more you look, the more you will find instance after instance of these mysterious well, shadowy like objects, eye. sometimes oh, and at just the right time, witnessed flying or sitting near and or full-blown interacting with the very lightning that you and I see sometimes on a weekly basis right outside our homes. And it would certainly make sense to me that if there were a vehicle that could travel vast distances to a planet like ours, why not construct it so that it could utilize something that comes very natural and is very abundant on not only our planet, but virtually every other planet we found in the solar system that harbors some sort of atmosphere Mm -hmm. and the unlimited power supply that would come with that. So once again, you guys tell me what you think down below. 
big thanks to the viewer out of the Czech Republic who sent this over to me. And to all of you out there, the next time that you have a storm outside your house, maybe pick up a camera, take a couple of seconds, and snap a few photos because you never know what you might find. So with that, thank you all for stopping by today. Strange times indeed that we are living in, and it has once again been a pleasure to go down this rabbit hole with all of you guys. So stay tuned. I've got much more coming, and I will see you all back in just a bit. Stay safe, guys. Okay. So, I don't know. To me, the reason I played that was to show like a connection between the like energy of a yeah. lightning or whatever and then tesla with the old time travel thing well think about it if you had lightning and it was somehow being utilized to travel the energy or whatever of this lightning or something like that there's that connection with tesla and the lightning and time travel right and you know what i mean i don't know so it's a extra little piece to the yeah. interesting puzzle here. So I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, dude, that's pretty crazy. What's happening here? That's what my computer was doing when I was telling you about it. It's, it's like these fucking computers are taking a shit on us, buddy. Anyways. Goddamn government sneaking up and putting viruses and checking on our shit. I don't know. Why is it doing that? What the fuck is it doing right now? I'm not even doing anything and it's like... Oh, you should have done. Oh, no, maybe not. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, um... Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, go do some research and, uh... See if you can figure out what the fuck this whole Donald Trump thing's all about. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah. Really weird, right? You, You like it. Yeah, I do. All right, buddy. Till next. See ya.
subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Hey, fellas. Does your beard itch? Does your beard not grow in all the way? Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today. We've got great beard oils with sensual love. We also include the emotional healing properties and the aromatherapy information with each scent. Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today and give someone the bird. the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. If you call and we're recording, we'll take your call live on the air. If you call and we're not recording, leave a voicemail with your name, the show you're calling for, and we'll play it live on the next show. The hotline is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Once again, the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. Call today!